What did we just watch, Amy? We just, in air quotes, <laughs> watched Dune. Dune. The new adaptation of Dune. And by just, I mean one week ago we watched it. So our memories are not as sharp. Yeah. As they would be if we recorded it right after. But that's okay. We'll still remember enough, probably. Well, yeah. We still have... We haven't talked about it yet, so... No, we've not talked about it for an entire week, which so, I think is impressive. <laughs> this is our first take on it. We'll contain spoilers, yeah. so... If you want to watch it first, now's your chance to now's turn chance this off and it. go watch it on HBO Max or at your local movie theater. Uh, first impressions, no research, pretty much, yeah. and fuzzy memories. And fuzzy so memories. good times were had by all. We did, we did see it in a local theater, though. That was a big event. Well, I think that's important because that definitely paints my picture of the film because I was so excited. <laughs> it had been since January 2020 that we've been yep. in a movie theater yep. to see a movie. A lot of movies we haven't seen in theaters. We've been watching a lot of films that probably would be better on a big screen, on our little little screen. Yeah. So that probably made a very rosy picture of this <laughs> film for me. I don't know if I'd have the same reactions. Well, I think it's, um, I mean that's that's important. You know, the context in which you experience a thing colors the thing these are not objective opinions that like come down from some sort of truth factory of being right or wrong so yeah obviously how you see it is going to make a difference to what you think yeah so what did you think i enjoyed it good i enjoyed it i thought it it was a good adaptation it was epic uh i think it is worth seeing on the big screen for the cinematography and, Mm -hmm. and getting really the the surround sound yeah. feeling in your body um yep that was it All right, the good. End. good job we did good. it good go we see the it. dune go see the dune. i think it was a good adaptation i've never read the book mm-hmm. but from what i understand the book is is epic and kind of a complicated plot yeah it's funny watching the movie because i have read the book and I've seen the David Lynch Dune from 84 a couple times, I think, now. Um, it did not seem particularly complicated on screen. That's that's what I thought. It was a pretty simple story. I've, like, it's pretty simple. Um, it can be summed up as the... The Atreides family is going to... It's not Arachnus. Is it Arachnus? Arrakis. Arrakis. I'm thinking spider, arachnid. Yeah. arachnid. Yeah. They, are, um, they are given control of Arrakis. Uh, the, there are brown people that live <laughs> on the planet that are oppressed by the colonizers who have come to yeah. uh, harvest the spice yeah, from the planet. Yeah, which is very important for interstellar travel. And then the Atreides family is betrayed and mostly killed. Well, mm-hmm. at least the the patriarch of the family is killed, and the young son is going to be the savior yes. of them all. He's the chosen one. Yeah, he's the chosen one a couple times over, which is fascinating because he's the like the 
the Fremen, the the native population of Arrakis. Native is a complicated word there, mm-hmm. but the expectation of the understanding is they've been there for a lot longer than the colonizers. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of maybe view him as like a prophesied savior. And also the space witches view him maybe as a prophesied savior. Mm-hmm. Um Although there seems to be some doubt and questioning about all of that. Yes. They're not sure yet. Yeah. There are signs that it could be. It could be. He could, could be. be. He could be. Yeah, we should point out, this is half a movie. This, this, is, this is a full movie, but it's half a story. Um, do not come out of it expecting a particularly satisfying resolution of anything. No, it's just the first half of the book. Although it is pretty complete I to think... me. I mean, yes, it's an open ending. He does end up with the Freemans um, in in the desert. And there's mm-hmm. a big question of, like, what, what will happen? Now? And yes. he's finally met, seen this, this girl he's been having dreams about for a long time. And mm-hmm. what will that mean? And will he be the savior? But it feels like a complete... Yes. It's not a real cliffhanger, like, to be continued. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because in the book there is a pretty significant time jump that happens after the end of the movie, where the movie ends. So I think it is a valid, a strong choice of where to split the movie if mm-hmm. you're going to. Um, since we've seen the movie, they did announce they're going to make part two. Um, it made enough money, I guess. Good. Yeah. I I'm, I'm happy with, <laughs> I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um I think it's interesting to me the story of Dune because everyone I've heard talk about it is like oh it's this version of the savior trope. And I've never well, really read that where, into it. Where was the subversion I missed yeah, that? Yeah, we haven't had that yet. And the sort of impression I get is like, well, it's in the latter three books of the series, or it's mm-hmm. after the Dune story, which means that Dune is not a subversion. <laughs> it just sort of is. Um, you don't get that as much here because you don't get the the conclusion of Paul's story, but there's certainly a lot of groundwork laid for him to save his family and Atreides legacy um because they definitely intentionally or otherwise they definitely portray the atreides house as you know the good colonizers yes (laughs) they're not like those harkonnens who are gonna come and you know rob the planet from all of its stuff the atreides will work with them and and the uh the duke the patriarch played by austin Oscar Isaac uh-huh. um, sees the strength of the planet in the Freemans yes. as as a way to cultivate, um, yeah, the strength power. of the. Yeah, he calls it desert power. Yeah, so. So they're they're benevolent colonizers, <laughs> which is is one of those like you go ah, mm. and of course you got to remember the book was written in you know what the sixties, so. Like, if you see some parallels to, I don't know, conflict in the Middle East, you can't be too surprised. Um, I don't 
you can't say it was intentional or not. I don't think it matters, but there's definitely some parallels in the story. That being said, I do think they did a really good job portraying all of that as earnestly as possible. Like, not naive about sort of what they were describing. Um, which I think was an easy danger to fall into and of really othering the Fremen. And they didn't do that too much. No, but they did have so many shots of Zendaya <laughs> in the dream that were just so, like, object of the male gaze. Yes. Like, her looking enticingly, yeah. not enticingly, but just, like, mysterious and untouchable, exotic. I mean, who amongst us hasn't dreamt of Zendaya? <laughs> <laughs> In some form or Maybe fashion. she got to say some lines in your, <laughs> in your dreams. Yeah. Uh, which is, I, I think if we saw the second part, she would have more of a part. Maybe, of a maybe, maybe some agency. <laughs> I um, hope so. It just, that, that part kind of. Mm. Yeah, it's like she's here, existing. That's it. But we don't see her IRL. Yeah. As the kids say. Do the kids say that still? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what the kids say. I don't either. I have to look up half the acronyms that are used on yeah. the internet. What did you think of the, the world building and the, the universe of Dune? Because that's the thing people always talk about when they talk about like the novel. It's the less the story. It's the sort of like this universe that exists. It felt more about the characters and the story in this than I don't have much of an idea of the world. Um, you know, we see the what are they, the Hark Harkonnen Harkonnen, and they seem pretty brutal mm -hmm. um, and mean. Mm -hmm. We never see the emperor or the like imperial court yeah really um i mean the shots of the planet both where the atreides are from and or from arrakis are gorgeous the yeah. cinematography <laughs> is it's very pretty it's gorgeous so like the physical world <laughs> is um nice to look at but yeah i felt like it was more about the characters and the story yeah. and i don't have a sense of what because the plot was simplified mm -hmm. and pretty straightforward. Um, you can read into kind of the archetypes that are yeah. Well, being and used. I think, it's, I think it's interesting that um, Denis Villeneuve, um, which I think is how you pronounce his name because he's French Canadian. Um, yeah, Denis Villeneuve is what Wikipedia tells me. Um, I think did a good job of focusing on the story of the people and sort of letting the the universe exist at the fringes. Mm -hmm. um, particularly because I think the book, and to a fairly significant extent, the David Lynch movie, put a lot of emphasis on explaining the universe to you. Mm -hmm. um, which is really neat. Like... Here are some fun facts about the universe of Dune that are technically in the movie because I was looking for them, but are not actually, like, dealt with. There are no computers. Mm, um, oh. Yeah. 
the all computational work is done by humans who are specially like bred for that task. Mm. So the guy with the parasol, he was a computer. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene in the beginning when uh, Duke Atreides is like, "How much did this cost?" And he sort of looks up and he goes, eh, "It'd be exactly his eyes white out." Yeah, That's... like either they roll back in his head or they're they get a they film. get cloudy yeah. when he's calculating. Yeah, he's a computer. Um, the spice that makes interstellar travel possible isn't like a fuel source that powers the engines. Instead, it is a drug used by navigators, another special breed of human, who basically takes so much of it that it deforms their bodies and minds to allow them to hold in their heads the unfathomable vastness of space Mm. to, like, be able to do that. Um... That's a fascinating thing that is interesting, but not important to the story. So we don't ever see it. No, I didn't get... Is it... But I thought Spice also made the higher classes, like, live longer. It or, might. I don't did re- I make recall that, that. It's it's a big... Spice is mostly a MacGuffin. It's mostly there just to have a thing to fight over. It's mm-hmm. an important resource. Um... I was going to show you a picture of the navigators from the David Lynch movie because um, they're ridiculous. Well, here's a piece of concept art. That's a navigator. Yeah, that doesn't look human at all. That looks yeah. like a Lovecraft well, monster. That's one of the other things about it is there are no aliens in this vast galactic spanning empire. Mm-hmm. Humanity is the only intelligent species. Um, and so a lot of the things about the movie are dealing with that. Then you've got the Bene Gesserit, the space witches, who, uh, you know, have spent 10,000 years, like, matrilinearly growing psychic powers through human evolution and, mm-hmm. and breeding. I did get that much yeah. from the movie. Well, that Because that ties closer to the actual story, because yeah. Paul is the first, question mark, male to have the Bene Gesserit power. Mm-hmm. Because his mother has been cultivating in them, yes. which is taboo. Yes, it was not allowed. Not allowed. But she did it. And there's, of course, a Bene Gesserit prophecy about the first male Bene Gesserit, who is the Kwisatz Haderach, and mega-powerful super-being sort of stuff. Um, again, all of this stuff that is technically in the movie, but not focused on to the extent of becoming distracting or feeling or getting caught up in the details and what's what's happening what's going on yeah i mean the stilt suits barely get an explanation you know they get one line that's like it recycles your water i got that and that's all you need to know for the context of the movie Mm -hmm. and the story that's being told what else do they do in the book um, I mean, that's mostly it, but they're, you know, when she's doing, like, the checking of making sure they're wearing them right, like, you have to wear them correctly for them to function. Um, I can't remember the specifics of it. The, the movie did a really good job of showing you everything you needed to know about these various things, like the personal body shields. Like, oh, if things move fast, they don't go through them, but if they move slow, they can. Like, how does that work? It doesn't matter. It's not important, but that's how it works. <laughs> and the movie did a really good job of showing you that without having to specifically have a character exposition dump it all to you. Hmm. 
Um, and they look cool. Like, all the stuff looked real good. We've, we've talked about the visuals, I think, already, yeah. but it's, it's a real good-looking movie. And it sound, sounds really good. The sound mix was not so good, yeah. because there were times when there was music underlying the dialogue, and the music was so much louder yeah. than the dialogue. It made it hard to understand. Yeah, and I've seen some commentary about that on the internet, so I think it wasn't just our theater. It's just the sound mix wasn't right. But there... It's it's evocative. It kind of makes you uneasy. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the spaceship when the Bene Gesserit are coming to visit um, Paul's mother Jessica mm-hmm. and and to test him. This just the spaceship was so loud, yeah, and like uncomfortable to to hear. Um, so that's another part of the world building. I think is the mood mm-hmm. evoked from from the different. Um, musical themes and sounds. Yeah. It sounded really good. It looked really good. Which is a benefit of, of seeing it in the theater. Yeah. But I'm sure it would also be good. On, yeah, I think it'll play well screen. on the small screen. It's one of those things, there, there's of course been a big brouhaha on the internet for at least the whole pandemic about you only can see movies on the theater, otherwise you have failed to experience the movie properly. And like... Usually, yeah, seeing a movie on a big screen with great surround sound is often the best way to see it. It's often not a way to see it. If you want to see any movie that is not currently playing in theaters, you can't see it on the big screen anymore. Well, that's why home theaters have gotten so more complicated. Huge screens and surround sound, and you can get the movie chairs Mm -hmm. to watch your movie. And all of that is, is cool, but you can appreciate and enjoy and even love a film seeing it on a tiny 13-inch CRT for the first time. I think there is a big difference. There's some films that especially play really well on the big screen, mm-hmm. and there are some films that, either way... Yeah, it's... but you can also see them on the small screen and go, oh, like I can tell this would play really well on the big screen, yeah. and still enjoy it regardless. But that's... Not a, a strongly held opinion of mine I have. I just think it's funny that people fight about it on the internet so much because... Of course they do. That's what people do on the internet. Well, and then there's a whole debate. If it does not release to the theater, it can't be nominated for oh, yeah. Oscars. And, and that and the Academy of Arts and Sciences like really putting their foot down that a movie is a movie because it plays... In a movie theater. In a movie theater. Yeah, which is... it's. Silly, and again, the the movies that they you know things they do to qualify is like they go put it in one theater in LA and one in New York for two weeks, you know, two showings a day or whatever, mm-hmm. and then that's in theaters because they know the line is goofy and silly, but way more people saw, you know, Scorsese's latest the gangster movie by martin scorsese i mean that does not narrow it down for me the recent one nope doesn't narrow it down the i can remember the name of the book that it was based on which is uh you paint houses but nope doesn't help the irishman the irishman it wasn't a great name cool um you know three and a half hour epic gangster movie following Robert De Niro's character over his whole entire life. 
um, that is much easier to watch on Netflix where you can pause it and go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half hours, yep. Uh, than you can in the theater. And I think I think about it from an accessibility standpoint, too. Like, hey, it's much easier to turn on captions on a streaming movie. It's much mm-hmm. easier to pause it if you need to because you got a kid crying and you got to go deal with that. Like, you... you make movies more accessible and the fact that like oh you're not getting the perfect experience is a willing sacrifice i'm willing to make for that accessibility yeah i've been enjoying hbo releasing their uh really warner releasing their theatrical leases on hbo max and in the theater yeah um which is the way we've seen several new mm-hmm. movies is to watch them on HBO Max. Yeah, and it's been great. And I'm real sad they're probably going to stop doing it. Yeah. Um because I think that accessibility is beneficial to the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily it's beneficial to the studios in a dollars sort of way, but Makes me grumpy. We're not talking about Dune anymore, Amy. <laughs> no, no. And soon we're going to talk about Fear Street. Not in this podcast, yeah, but, but our next podcast. Which is a film made just for streaming. Streamings. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think that's mostly what I said, have to say for Dune. There were a million previews. Yeah, like, we there had to be a, all the previews. We haven't no, talked about previews we don't, since. We don't. That was something we did at the beginning of yes. the podcast. And then we stopped going to movie theaters. I wrote down all of the previews so we can talk about There must have them. been at least 30 minutes of previews. There were nine previews. All right, fine. We'll go over the previews. If you want to stop here, that's totally fine. I understand. <laughs> if you, you want, want to stop at any point in our podcast, that's fine. We're you not wanted to hear it. about Dune, and, and now we're going to talk about 30 minutes Worth the previous. So many previews. So many. We'll, we'll speed round it. Lightning round. Encanto. Disney movie. His ma- Mexican infused magic family. Yep. It's a Disney. It's not a Pixar, is it? It's, it's not. Just, it's just, just a Disney. Disney. Um, I thought it looked fun. Yes, it has. Well, we haven't seen a, one of the Disney animated movies in forever. Yeah. Like maybe... We watched Moana. Moana, I think, was the last one we really watched. So, yeah, it's probably... It looks fun. It's probably a good movie. Maybe we'll watch it. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus. Eventually, yeah. At some point. Uh, Ambulance. Oh, that looked not like a movie for me. <laughs> it, it was a Michael Bay film, wasn't it? Was it was a Michael Bay film. It was, it was a little light on the Michael Bayness. Yeah. The preview. It wasn't like in that blue and orange filter. And not quite as much explosions, but yeah. it's some, some veterans do a bank heist, and then it goes wrong, and then they have to the hijack an ambulance. is the ambulance. That's it. That's the movie. It looks fine. I'm not excited about it. No. I like, don't need to see I, that. I can appreciate Michael Bay. I think Six Underground we both really enjoyed. But yeah. This one looks... Fine. It almost doesn't like it could be any director. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it's worthwhile. It looks like it's trying to say something about like veterans or the military or something, but it's not. All this from the preview. Yeah, yeah. Well, the preview covered a significant portion of the movie. It's true. It's true. I was like, this is a lot of the movie we've seen. 
uh, Uncharted. Spider-Man oh, is Indiana Jones. Tom Hol- Hollander? Is that Tom his Holland. name? Tom Holland. I'm getting all my names wrong today. Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> you said that on the car on the way home, and I was like, I don't remember a Spider-Man preview. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah, no. It, Spider-Man and, uh... Yeah, there's another, another famous guy, person. Wahlberg. Was it Mark Wahlberg? It was Mark Wahlberg. Okay. They're going to go find treasure. Yeah. That looked more interesting. It's based than... on a video game. Oh. Oh. Yeah. My favorite part of that trailer was when he's, at the very beginning, he's like, some things can't be found on maps. And then he unfurls a map. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, yeah, like visually, like, oh, he said map and I'm looking at a map, but you're contradicting the thing. It made me laugh. Yeah, Spider-Man jumps out of an airplane or falls out of an airplane. Yeah, yeah, that looked exciting. It did, it looked very exciting. Uh, this looked like the opposite of exciting. Uh, redeeming Love. Already forgotten about it. It was, I looked it up afterwards, and I was I was like, this feels like real Christian-y. Um, it's based on a novel by a born-again Christian from like the 70s? Where she turned the book of Hosea into a bi- into a western, um, which it's basically this woman is a uh, prostitute. Okay, I do. Remember and then a man that. comes and saves her from being a prostitute. I mostly remember that that was a ridiculous title for a movie, redeeming love. It is, but it's very much wearing its purpose on its sleeve. Yeah, yeah. This now good I this good Christian boy will save this prostitute with mm-hmm. his redeeming love. And God's, I assume. Like, God well. also has redeeming. Yeah. Which, fine. Scream! Oh yeah, new Scream movie. I'm excited! <laughs> I'm I'm a sucker for Scream movies. They haven't been great since the second one. But I'll, I keep wanting them to be good. But that's cool. Bring, in, bring back the old regular cast. I thought... I thought they were going to remake it, like, reboot Scream, like they did yeah. the TV show. Yeah. But this is just a continuation of the stream, Scream re- mythology. Re-make-wool. But it's just <laughs> called Scream. We're not calling it Scream 5 or whatever. No. Um, I do want to mention, my favorite idea for a Scream film is just a series of anthologies, variations on the phone call. The opening scene from Scream, mm-hmm. the most iconic, that was in the trailer for this one, because yeah. it's that good. And you just keep pulling back at the end, and it's another, you know, teenager watching another Scream movie. <laughs> and then you pull back again, and it's another one. And then you just do that the entire movie, and then roll credits. That would be your idea of the perfect Scream movie. Well, you could do it with, like, you could get a, a bunch of different directors. Like, they don't have to work together. You could film it for super cheap, you know, on a few standing sets. I think it's a brilliant idea, and they'll never make it. But I'm excited for the new Scream. Also... Uh, Courtney Cox does not look like Courtney Cox anymore. I did not recognize her at first. Oh, she looks like Courtney Cox to me. Just okay, older than in the first film. Well, yes, she does. She is older. I don't know something about it just didn't click for me. Maybe I've only just watched the recent screams and she doesn't look exactly like that anymore. <laughs> Which because that's how time works. Also, Kevin's not great at recognizing people, no. so I wouldn't take. I would take what he says with a grain of salt. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll finish the trailers. I did remember another Dune thing I wanted to mention for the bonus people who stuck around through the trailer talk. Uh, Licorice Pizza. I don't know what this movie's about. It's like in the 80s. Was I teens. getting popcorn during popcorn. that? It's, you didn't miss anything. It was, okay. it, was, it was completely unclear what it was about. It was like a teen coming-of-age dramedy, maybe... I totally don't remember this. I must have not been in the theater. Yeah. You, you were getting popcorn. Uh, I wrote The Externals, but I think that was a trailer for The Eternals, the new <laughs> Marvel movie. Which I still don't know what's about. I think I think I was still getting popcorn during that trailer. There's about... There's Immortal beings that shape human history. Yep. But I don't... And they're going to fight bad guys. Because it's a Marvel movie. <laughs> Every take, time Marvel... We can take any premise <laughs> and make it about punching bad guys. But only the bad guys that mirror your own powers. Yes, that's very important. Uh, King Richard. The story about Richard Williams. Oh, uh, Venus and Serena's father. Yeah. Because uh, he's the most interesting part of that story. Uh, the Batman! Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you know what we really need is like a dark and gritty imagining of Batman. Never had that before. <laughs> it's very original. Although, I mean, I will say it doesn't look like it's an origin story. It's no. and it's not continuing any of the Batman storylines in film so far. Yeah, and so. those are good. That's good things. I don't need an origin story for Batman anymore. Yeah. Ever again. <laughs> I have had too many of them. We know what happened. His mom died, his dad died, he turned into a bat man. Yep. That's it. But yeah. But uh, Robert Pattinson, I think he's doing okay. Yeah. He's doing alright yeah. with Batman. Okay. The last thing I wanted to talk about, Dune, that I remembered while I was going through the trailers. Stellan Skarsgård in a fat suit. Oh, yeah. That's... Because the character is supposed to be really fat in the book. Yeah, well, the character is really fat in the book. And that fatness is, like, supposed to be disgusting and imposing and, and makes him a terrible person. And we just didn't, like, we didn't even bother to cast a fat actor in the role. We put Stellan Skarsgård, a reasonably conventional-looking guy, into a fat suit. And, like, even Skarsgård in an interview I saw was like, I wanted more scenes with him naked so everyone could see how disgusting and imposing he was. And I'm like, yeah, that's the problem. Yep. That's the problem. But I have to say, I got an... The whole, that whole family mm-hmm. house was imposing and they just looked weird with their bald heads and, and pale skin pale skin so there were other ways that yeah. they seemed um, you, you don't have to make him fat if you don't want to that's yeah an they could have not made him fat and it would have worked worked it would have yeah you they, still they are like him, they made him fat this is fat the, the book. bad family yeah it's very clear this is the bad it's not family subtle but it doesn't it doesn't need to be you don't need to make him gross and disgusting by making him fat because those are not synonymous and i don't appreciate how much stellan skarsgard enjoyed putting on a fat suit no. well and in i mean in villains often villains are either deformed fat or queer yeah and that, or sometimes are, all three yeah and those are ways <laughs> the shorthand to tell yeah that they're villains. And it's and lazy storytelling, it's harmful storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I haven't been that disappointed in a fat suit since 
Fat Thor. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. I, I thought that the Baron, and it's the villain, I uh-huh. thought he had a snake tail because when we first That's see just, him, he yes. rises really uh, tall. tall. And I thought that that was going to be the part that made him very villainous is he was... I would have been snake. okay with that. But no, he was just levitating. I was yeah. disappointed. Was I, levitating I was... in a long skirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been neat. Uh, yeah, that was that was the last thing I wanted to say about Dune. I still like the movie. It's still good. It's just disappointing. The movie was disappointing? No, or the, the fat film? suit was disappointing. Yes, yes. It's, it's lazy screenwriting. It's lazy, lazy book writing in the original, too. Mm-hmm. Frank Herbert's not getting off the hook here. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I thought about Dune. Any other thoughts? I think that's mostly it. I wonder how I would have felt about it if it hadn't been in the movie theater. But mm-hmm. um, I was interested the whole time. Yeah. And I think I enjoyed it. Yeah. It didn't feel two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. which is good. Because sometimes you watch a two and a half hour long movie. You watch an hour and a half long movie and you're yeah. like, this is so long. Um, so it was it was well done and engaging. Mm-hmm. We'll you want to tell them about the Patreon? Oh, yeah, we got to do the Patreon. It's been oh, so man. long since we did a podcast. We have a forget. Patreon. You can support us as we make podcasts. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash five degrees, and you can give us any amount of money you want per episode. We are on a per episode basis, so if we make a bunch of episodes, you can pay us a bunch of money, or you can put a monthly cap on it and say, no thanks, I'm not <laughs> going to pay you that much money. <laughs> Which we totally respect. That's why it's an option. Uh, but if we don't record a podcast for a couple weeks because we get distracted by our real world, uh, we won't charge you. So there's yeah. that. You know, yeah. You pay for what you get. We appreciate yeah. any and all support. Uh, you get two super small perks. Uh, you get extra audio from each episode that is before and after we start the episode where we're just talking to each other or the cat or whatever. Uh, and you get to see a list of movies we didn't watch because we will often select from a po- list of possible films to watch a movie. I'll give that to Amy, and then she will pick one from it. Uh, that was not the case with Dune, because we just said, let's go watch Dune, and then so we did. But uh, if there were other movies we picked from, you'll know about them as a patron. But we appreciate you just listening, but you could also rate us and review us on your favorite podcatcher. You can tell your friends about us. You can say, I can't believe they spent 10 minutes talking about these trailers. I didn't like that part of the podcast. <laughs> but it's cool. We, we don't mind. Yeah. All right, that's all the things about the Patreon. Yay. Yay. Say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.